Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. Let's go! Let's get the show going, man. Hurry up, hurry up! With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fidero. never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Let's go. Wait, Welcome back to Rookie Fever, episode 279. Something cool about keeping you fine. That's what we'll call the show. Something cool about keeping you fine. That works. Something cool about having a spine. (laughs) No. So if you listened to last week's show, you know that I'm here as always with the feverish Fenero. And you also know that we're coming in and we're going to talk about some running backs and some of the camp news we've heard from some of them from the last couple of weeks. So running backs are are one of my favorite positions, fantasy football. We're looking for some that will maybe be a little bit viable this year. Before we get to that, we need a word from our sponsors brought to you in part by the feverish Fenero. <laughs> Our campus to Canton League is cooking swags. We're in our 42nd round of the college side of this. And the, uh, in the 12 spot on the NFL side, you and I are, uh, eh, probably, you know, on brand going quite young. We have, uh, a lot of young talent on our NFL side and a lot of great people that signed up. We have Tim, John, Austin, Sean. Keith, Jason, Steve, Jim, and then three guys I still only know by their Twitter handle, which is that fantasy guy, Gouda, and Footsteps Falco. All these guys have been uh, a pleasure to draft with. It's been a lot of fun, and I'm pretty sure each and every one of them, since it kind of was a prerequisite to joining the league, are using the hell out of campustocanton.com to check out the rankings, check out the ADP. There's also a really cool tool on there, Swags, that we've never talked about before, which is... Let's say you're picking in the eighth round of your uh, Campus to Canton League, and you're wondering if said player will be there in the eighth round or whether you need to grab them here a round earlier. You can actually type in the name, and it gives you like your percentages based on your draft position that that player will be there. That's pretty cool. I thought that was an interesting little thing that Campus to Canton offers. And, of course, if you use promo code FEVER, you're going to save 10%. So that's like the yeah. that's the thing you got to think about. And I love that you mentioned this Probably the first time we ever mentioned Campus Canton on the show. Use the 10% on that big one. It's totally worth it. Use it on the year membership. Still a great offer. 10% is going to go a lot longer than a $2.99 um, monthly deal will go. Uh, I think that's a great idea, Swag. So you get everything yeah. Campus to Canton has to offer and save 10%. Yeah, head on over there, too. I mean, we're building a small little army of <laughs> fever nation that has slowly joined campus com using code fever so we're well aware you're out there we appreciate you all and hopefully more to follow apparently there's another fever that i'm catching swags that i just learned about which is freshman fever so i happen oh, to i happen to have a nose for the freshman class that's coming in because why the same reason we get all excited about rookies there's unproven talent all kinds of possibilities with a freshman entering college yeah so hopefully <laughs> you're using those tools and you're crushing it on the college side of that draft and it's going to it's going to hold us for years to come oh yeah 
and develop into everything we need on our NFL side. Just going to pump talent your, our way into the NFL side. That's the way we're playing it. So, man, let's start with some flashy cars. You know, let's go with, right. Let's hop in with some Brees Hall. Yeah. The, and the- expectations <laughs> and what we're hearing out of camp a little bit from Brees Hall. Year one, at one point, I want to say um, one to 20 episodes ago, <laughs> somewhere in that range, you said Brees Hall, you had him down for about 1,300 all-purpose yards. Bold. Rewind the tape. It's somewhere in that one to one to twenty episode. It's probably honestly like within the last four episodes. Do you remember this conversation? That's, that Mr. does Mr. sound Fibish familiar. Romero. That does sound familiar, and it is it is on the bolder side considering DraftKings over under on rushing yards is eight hundred and thirty point five. Wow, that would be a lot of receiving yards to get to thirteen hundred. Man, I might take that bet. Yeah, dude, take it. It's it's sitting there waiting for you. We don't even have a DraftKings promo, but I mean, I might be (laughs) hopping on really quick here. And um, yeah. Well, I thought this was interesting going back to the 1,300 yards. Uh, Addison Hayes posted last year's the entire Jets backfield, so all running backs combined for 326 attempts for 1,326 yards and seven touchdowns. 129 targets, though, and 81 receptions for another 755 yards and two touchdowns. He also extrapolated and said if the Jets do the same exact thing again, like same amount of attempts, same amount of targets, and Brees Hall was given a 65%, which is significant, by the way. People don't think it is. But if Brees Hall was given a 65% of that, he he would end up with 264 touches, 1,350 total yards and six touchdowns. Yeah, so right around what you said earlier. Mm-hmm. That that feels like easy money to me. As long as he's healthy, if he plays 17 games, that sounds like easy money to me. The 850, that's rushing only, but that still seems I know, easy, right? I know, yeah, I know, yeah. I hear you. It does. For my <laughs> expectations of Brees Hall year one, and I don't think that like I'm uh, drinking any crazy Kool-Aid no. here. I think that that's like, really reasonable for somebody... The, uh, honestly, like I, I'm not too impressed with what Michael Carter did last season. I think that it gets a little bit embellished. And, it does. Um, I know one thing we mentioned before we hit record is we didn't want to get stuck on Brees Hall too long. But, I mean, out of camp, you're hearing good things, too, you know. And it sounds like he's the man, and he's going to be getting it, like you said. He's a, th- a three-down back. Yeah, 100%. He's going to be getting it out of the backfield, catching it from Zach Wilson. I don't know. I I like the idea of Brees Hall anywhere I've been able to acquire him. Um, And the Jets should try to get him in our Campus to Canton League. (laughs) I think we missed out already. Yeah, we'd have to pay up. (laughs) Um, And the Jets continue to help this team. In other words, the. they lost Mekhi Becton probably again for the season, right? He played one game all of last season. So this is like another, you know, red flag for the offensive line. And they went out right away, signed um, five-time Pro Bowler. I mean, he's 36 years old now, but he's still probably a pretty strong overall tackle. He probably can't play the blind side anymore. But they ran out and got help, like literally within like 48 hours. Um, Swags, quick question before we hop off of Brees Hall, because I don't want to give him the total Saquon Barkley treatment like we have, have done with some of these RB1s in the past. In 2017, we had four RB1s, which is ridiculous. Kamara, Hunt, Fournette, and CMC. 
2018, we had Barkley. He was the RB2. In 2019, we were cheated. Sanders and Jacobs didn't make it. But in 2020, we go back with two more, Jonathan Taylor and Robinson at 6-7. and seven. Then in 2021, we had Najee Harris. Do we have an RB1 in Brees Hall this year? I think we do, yeah. I feel I feel like he's that guy, yep. I think if he falls there, we're not going to get an RB2, 3, or 4. I think he's going to be towards the bottom end of that, like 8 to 12. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. A lot of good running backs in this league. RB6 to RB8, 9, yeah. Okay, all right. Our expectations but, are but similar. That's, but that's good. Oh, it's very good. <laughs> very good. The next guy on the list, maybe not quite as easy but kenneth walker now we have rashad penny nursing a groin yep as of today walker already looking pretty good in camp comes in at a little bit of a cheaper price maybe easier to acquire than that of Brees hall which is one thing i kind of do dig about kenneth walker we were able to get him in our campus canton um listener league round five five twelve so kenneth walker like what are your expectations there? Obviously, different situation with the quarterbacks, not as good. I mean, and Zach Wilson for the Jets still does need to prove himself to that point. But same time, man, maybe they go through the run game quite a bit with Kenneth Walker. And I think that you could get a similar floor, man. Honestly, like RB11 to RB15 for Kenneth Walker year one. Like it, like it. Um, is that is, is that Kool Aid talk? I'm 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 not quite that high, just because I am still one of those people that think. <sighs> it seems to me that we, in particular, and I don't mean you and me, that just anybody who plays fantasy football want these running backs to to just have you know the workload we think they'll end up with by the end of the year in week one, and more often than not, that's just not happening. And if Rashad Penny is healthy, I'm concerned about the first half of the year being like a nice little 50-50 split and him not getting that ceiling. Doesn't mean he can't have a great season. Doesn't mean he doesn't eventually win the season. Doesn't mean I'm I'm not predicting Rashad Penny's possible injury that's inevitable. What if seemingly. Walker gets the first three weeks? Do you think he could prove himself enough yes, to where 100%. you're not worried about yes. Penny? Yeah, if the Penny injury happens early in the season, the range of outcomes with the 42nd overall pick, it seems so much more likely to me that Penny winds up being the backup slash ancillary back than the other way around. But coming in, I just, it's a Pete Carroll thing. He doesn't seem to care about draft capital, doesn't seem to care about, like, it just, to me, like, it, I, I kind of just feel like with a healthy Penny, the ceiling's gone. But if you want to injure Penny right off the bat, like week two or three, and just have him miss well, like a couple to. games. No, 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 no. <laughs> if you want to explore that for the sake of this conversation, I know you don't want him to get Well, hurt. I mean, who this groin, I mean, the yeah. soft tissue, though, even They're that calling it minor, but, but, but groin's never good. I was thinking about that dude in the car today. Like, I'm hearing about all these freaking injuries, including like Burroughs' appendix. Like, honestly, in early August, I don't care. But. When it's a guy like Penny who just seems to be hurt all the time, yeah, I care. I, I that 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 does affect me. I can't not have it. And then soft tissue again. Doesn't matter where it is. It doesn't matter if it's a repeat. The guy's just not able to stay on the field. This is a second injury in the off season too. The other one was very short. Sounds like this one's going to be very short. But yeah. those pile up, and it just Kenneth seems very Walker's hard to getting believe. Getting valuable time. 
Oh, and they did, they, they immediately like, well, we're just going to give, we're just going to give, yeah, we just want to give Penny a rest. We just want to, you know, give him like a little, and then all you're hearing about is eye catching show off moves and bursts, you know, <laughs> like, like all of a sudden it's just like, and I think that's to your earlier point. Like if Penny's going to miss early time, I think he's going to miss early opportunity and the chance to even come back. This is the kind of player that could lose his job with a two or three week injury early. Yeah. Yeah, or be shown what his job is, and that's a decent backup in the NFL behind Kenneth Walker. I think that's the inevitable Yeah, with this. But to your point, sometimes you do have to wait even behind guys like Carlos Hyde when you yeah. you could see that clearly Chubb was the, the better talent at that point. Yep. We still had to wait a little bit. Still had to wait. With Walker, I don't think it would be crazy to see a 50-50 split with a healthy penny. I agree. Whatever that split may be in Pete Carroll's offense of 2022 with probably Geno Smith starting. But touchdowns are probably going to be hard to come by. Moving, you know, staying on the field on offense is probably going to be difficult. Like, you know, adding all that stuff, it just just keeps pecking away at his ceiling. And now long term in Dynasty, I have no fears at all. It's just in 2022. I just don't I just don't know where to put it, man. I love your optimistic take on it. I love that we got him in the fifth round. I love that you can get him in the fifth round, to your point, but I am a little shaky about him in twenty twenty two. Just there's just like just too many little question marks. I think uh twenty twenty three is gonna be exciting. I agree. Do you think like uh RB twenty twenty two? Like that twenty to twenty four we'll say. So yep. he's a low end R B two. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that could be like a seven hundred yard rushing season i think for what i'm gonna do we're gonna keep going in this but i'm gonna go in the order that i believe they will have the best 2022 season okay All right. not necessarily dynasty but i think it'd be close for me i'm curious how you feel about the next one on the list given who you'll know that i'm keeping off of it but i'm gonna go right to damian pierce nice i was hoping you go there. who i feel like is having a a great camp I think that he is going to surprise us and take that job by week one. Now, what that means exactly, I, I don't know in that offense. That's why even even like speculating him as the starter, I still did have him below Walker. I think mm-hmm. that a little bit more needs to happen if with Marlon Mack. I think we're going to see Marlon Mack on the field still. But I do think that we could see Damian Pierce take that job yeah dude like he's got a like this is what you need it was camp buzz so like it's weird like rookie fever has gone through several stages with this player like first it's just like please let him have draft capital he was my he was my wish right like please give him some draft capital and, and then and then if you could just mix in opportunity that would be great he was like a really early fourth round pick where robinson was a late third they were the two players i wanted with in that episode i wanted to have great draft capital but the things that we knew about him was he was highly efficient. He was ridiculously tough. Like, you know, just, just Google him on YouTube and you'll see the, the, the touchdown run with no helmet at 20 yards out. And then on top of that, two big things that we're hearing in camp that we totally expected to pass catching ability. So that makes him a three down back. And then the most important pass pro. He's got both those things, which gets you on the field early, right? So now he's got young legs. He's got determination. We got his, uh, we got his uh, rookie safety colleague over there, Jalene Petrie, saying that if you go up against Damian Pierce, 
you basically better get ready to get run over. He is a tough dude. And all he needed was the opportunity. And for me, all I needed to get to be more excited than I already was, was this kind of camp buzz. And we're getting it like, seems like every other day. So, yeah. So I'm really excited about Damien Pierce. Well, I told you just recently in a very, 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 very late rookie draft, um, I traded in to get the 203 and 204 and gave away my 2024 first and drafted Pierce and Isaiah Spiller. I like that. 203 and 204. And I I got roasted. I got roasted. Put a poll up. I lost the poll. I I was the only one that voted for my side. And uh, I'm fine with it. I don't mind that they roasted you. I like I like your trade though. I but I don't mind that they roasted you. <laughs> that you may you like it even more. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Especially if it all comes into play. Yeah, it's even better that you got roasted. It makes it that much more fun. It will make it that much sweeter. I agree with you. That was Roasting what I was. My thinking. trades is like my lucky charm. You know what the thing is too. I think also those two players have like this is a remarkable opportunity to give you like I was right feeling like those two like yeah independently those both both of those players could make me feel awful damn right like six games into the season yeah if you are in the ohio area and you want to meet the rookie fever crew this weekend you should go to canton because we'll be at the fantasy football expo yeah we will we will be a, a traveling booth yeah i was gonna say don't look for a booth where we're gonna be walking around meeting and greeting people that's how we like it yep we come to you. You don't have to come to our table. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that low expectations from us that way, you know, like <laughs> if you don't see us, it's because we're wandering somewhere else. It's not our fault. <laughs> but honestly, we'll, we'll probably both be there. Probably. Well, we will. We will. <laughs> I was going to say, I think we got hotels and flights in some cases. You're taking a big ass long drive. I think we're going to be there. This is when I tell Finero that I can't pick him up from the airport until around <laughs> one or two. I am kind of relying on that, buddy. I'll be a couple hours late. No big deal. No big deal. I like airports. Hang in. The next hang out. person on I got a flight. My, my list, you already kind of alluded to, but you yeah. nailed it, and that's Isaiah Spiller. Yeah. We had some early fake camp news, I'll call it, <laughs> with him being the RB4 in training camp for weeks. We've been hearing this. Um, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind whatsoever that Isaiah Spiller out the gate is RB2. Um, and Eckler wants help. Uh, here's a quote directly from Eckler. This is not from a beat writer. I'm trying to play another five to six years. To do that, you better take some reps off my body. RBs don't last long. This oh. guy is on record as wanting somebody like Isaiah Spiller to spill He's him. never been that guy either. He was a little bit last yep. year, but yep. I mean, even his his seasons are five to 800 on the ground. He's never been that guy. You got it. You got so, it. yeah, the fact that he's said that he wants that guy and Isaiah Spiller fell to them a little bit in the draft, I think he's became, become a value yep. in our rookie drafts, our startup drafts. We did miss out on him, though, in our campus to Canton draft with that said we're so. we're we're in with a lot of fans so <laughs> it's hard to start a draft enough. again maybe so. that's a move we try to make but i like isaiah spiller a lot and our listeners are probably like wait they haven't said james cook yet but mm. i'm telling you i do like isaiah spiller more on the 2022 season 
than I do James Cook and what I think that he will do. I think that he'll have more of a special down, special teams role. And I think that the, uh, the other spiller, um, what's his name for Buffalo? Oh, over there, CJ Spiller. CJ Spiller. Not, yeah, but he's an old spiller. Oh, there's another spiller? There's a lot of spillers going on here. <laughs> no, Singletary is who I was thinking of. Oh, thank you. I just wanted to roll spiller, but... <laughs> a lot of Gil's, Moss talk. Gil's a lot of Spill Moss Popper. talk as well. Yeah. A lot of Zach Moss talk. So I think Devin Singletary is going to lead the ball more than we think. And man, maybe even like you said, Zach Moss might get a little bit of work in that offense. And I think that people might be disappointed unless they have like special teams and return yards in their fantasy leagues. I'm not even trying to be snarky. I think that James Cook could see more of that role in year one than people want him to. I think something that could possibly steer that to truth because we're all guessing now here in the offseason on his usage, but would be pass pro. I definitely worry about him in pass pro. That's how these running backs get on the field. I'm glad we talked about Pierce in that way because that worries me with James Cook. I think in year one, James Cook could be like a really nice and nifty asset for the Bills and not so much for your fantasy team. Certainly on the reliable consistency spectrum. Like maybe I could see James Cook having a game or two. And I could see James Cook you know, you starting him after that game or two and getting like three or four points the next game. Um, I feel like he could be utilized in a way kind of, you remember how the Patriots used to do that? The Patriots used to, um, if they were playing up against a team that they could just manipulate with the run, they would just run, 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 run. And you'd just be like, oh my God, like, damn it. Like, I'm not getting anything out of my wide receivers. And then they would flip the switch the next game and the next game after that. And they would just evolve. I think Buffalo has the talent to do that at this point. Where they could they could probably play to their matchups, and that's going to be super frustrating for Cook because you're going to get really excited about him from time to time, and then you're going to get really pissed off and possibly even lose the game because you started him after a, a big game. Do you I think agree you with the games. order that I have this five? Just that Oof. I named him off in the show, so I went Brees, then Kenneth Walker, Damian Pierce, Isaiah Spiller, and now we're talking about James Cook. I might put this is kind of bold. I might put I might put Pierce in front of Walker. Ooh. Yeah, I know that's I crazy. I don't hate that though. Okay. I, I might do that. And it's just that it's just that uncertainty, right, that I was talking about with Walker. Like I, if it winds up if Penny doesn't get hurt, if Penny stays healthy for the first half of the season, if they do fifty fifty, if the offense does struggle, which they will, da 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 I kinda feel like I mean, there's a stronger chance Pierce just starts off right off the bat. You mentioned that yourself. And if he does, I could see him being fantasy points production in 2022 being the number two running back. Yeah. I don't hate that at all, man. Yeah. But the uh, but the rest to your point, I like. I like the rest of the order. And, and consensus would go Walker probably second. Um, although there's plenty of crowd that would go Cookers. Yeah, I like that order. I like that order. I would just probably flip-flop and put Damian Pierce, too. I would. What if... How much do you hate this? I want to put Brian Robinson in front of James Cook for 2022. I need you to give me some games missed on... I need, I need some games missed. I don't, I can't, I, Robinson is, I, I really like Robinson, you know this. I, I just feel like it's very he's, crowded. He's played with the ones. 
I know, and I feel like he's. I know he, that that doesn't matter. He but they're smells. He smells to me like a one for one, like you know, break glass. Like like for example, like they're they're giving him, they're giving him this um, you know, goal line role. And when I say they, I'm talking about any reporter, anybody who like talks about Brian Robinson, and that's completely unfair. Brian Robinson had 35 catches last year in college that's ridiculous in college isn't that's great and these were again these were routes so for me i think robinson can absolutely be a third down a three down back that's not what i'm worried about and i know the antonio gibson thing is like hey they brought him in for a reason they brought mckissick back for a reason they don't like him i just feel like there's going to be enough to gibson enough to mckissick enough to robinson where it's just going to be like all of them are going to take a big hit where i can't put robinson that high for that reason. I, I'm gonna need. I mean, an, I I'm gonna need an injury to do it. Gibson gets gets it all. Gibson and I think what? That the, I think Gibson gets it all. Maybe like right away, you know. But I mm-hmm. think that this year he won't be forced to play through the injuries that he has year one and year two. I think that that goes away, and that I think does. that he's gonna start to break down a little bit. I think that they found what's behind him. So. And Robinson has looked good. He's more my kind of running back than James Cook and. Again, I think Singletary's more proven than we want to give him credit for. And I think that there are more reasons that Zach Moss has failed than we want to talk about. Like with the concussion, he had leg injury at the beginning of the year. He came back slow from, and we don't speak about some of that stuff like we might other players that had like the similar issues. Sort of like you brought up about Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the shade that somebody like me might continue to throw his way. And then there's actual reasons, like he lost weight last year because what was it, an appendix or something like that? Or, um, But nonetheless, there were things with Zach Moss that I think could we, we could be a little too hard on, and I think it could he could come into play more than we think. And there's still Josh Allen running the ball. Yeah. That I was know. always so always that one's close. Like it's it's just uh, that one's kind of just tit for tat. That'd be a good debate to have, but it's it's kind of like when we we do this every off season with quarterbacks. Like you know, um, how how soon how many games is Ritter going to play this season? That's what this feels like to me. Let me it, feel, let me it ask feels you like this. that game from a dynasty perspective. If you have James Cook, you want to move to Robinson. How much do you want or expect on top of that to make that move? Second. So, like, Robinson in the second? Mm-hmm. And now my second. counter is James Cook in a third. Brian Robinson in a third for Cook, right? Yes. Yeah. No, um, you're getting James Cook. You're giving me James Cook in a third, and I'm giving you your Robinson in the second that you asked for. Oh, you, you gave me a third for. on top. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, hmm. But I want you to give me a third on top of what you said you were going to give me. So you're getting everything you asked for. Yeah, but I just have so to throw you a third, me a third back. back. Yeah, I think I would do that. Yep. I would do that. I'd love to be on the Brian Robinson side of that deal. You might be able to realistically still get that done, too, honestly. Yeah, that sounds, that's a pretty accurate value. Going to Canton to see Feverish Fenero. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do some stuff. We're going to see the Dynasty Nerds crew. Of course. I know Felix is going to be there from Campus to Canton as well. He is, but I was I was kind of like trying to segue I into just your Dynasty that. Nerds plug. Just realized that's why Felix. <laughs> we shouted those guys at the beginning of the show. 
Yes, we will be seeing the Dynasty nerds. And hopefully they can tell us when the uh, the 2.0 GM's coming out. We keep teasing it. Keep teasing it every episode. DynastyNerds.com. Code Fever. 15%. They will have a table. Part of the Fever Nerd crew. They will have a table. They have we will have a table. Year. We'll be in front of it, just hogging it. <laughs> so if you want to find us, <laughs> if you want to find us, we'll be in front of other people's tables somewhere. <laughs> they have very comfy shirt swags. I don't know if you've ever tried one. I'm going to get one. Yeah, you should rub shoulders and see if you can get a shirt. They threw me one. We'll see. You going to get a Detroit colored one? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something cooler. <laughs> that is awesome how they have all the teams, though, but I don't know about that. For now. <laughs> I don't know about that. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, well, if you do happen to see Swags or I, I will do my best to, because you probably won't recognize us because we don't do a lot of video. You might have a well, rookie Swags fever shirt on. I'm going to probably try sign. to wear a rookie sh- Fenero shirt. will sign your boob. Nobody's going to want their boob signed by me. I might give you a sticker if you smile nice. Yes. How about that? A sticker. That's like a 2 to $3 value for just smiling. I mean, a smile should be free, but I'll give you a sticker. I like it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's something. That's a final thought. I'm excited to hang out and with you again, Swags. And hug him and give him a noogie. <laughs> no, and, no noogies. And then Swags will give you a sticker. I don't, I don't, I don't want a noogie. But Swags will give you If you don't want to smile... Give Fenero a noogie, and if I see it, I'll give you a sticker. <laughs> give you two stickers if you don't noogie me. <laughs> Let me go through stickers quick. Fenero's yeah, yeah. Calm people. down, calm down. <laughs> but I am Seriously, looking forward though, if to you it. guys, I mean, it's short notice, and like some of you may not know what the Fantasy Football Expo is, but there's a lot of people there we've mentioned. There are a lot. It's just a fun event. Awesome people, awesome time. Walk around, get to know some people. We will be there. We is me, and I am at Swagzilla Zero G on the Twitterverse. He is the one and only at Artbark TV. This is Rookie Fever, and we are out. And we are Rookie Fever. In the morning, fever all through the night. Sun lights up the daytime, moonlights up the night. I light up when you call my name, and you're gone, gonna treat you right. Rookie fever. When you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. Something you all know Fever isn't such a new thing Fever started long ago now Who got the one-on-one scout And never done this to before And run for children you anyone Size and speech just unreal Landing spot not ideal Wait, what's this break out A full rookie fever stage Romeo loved Juliet Juliet, she felt the same When he pulled his arms around her He said, Julie, baby, you're my friend I'll give a fever When we kiss it Fever without blaming you Fever I'm a fire Fever, yeah, I burn for
got the fever, cause I got the fever, now you got the fever, so she got the fever, and he got the fever, no cure for the fever, so let's beat the fever, thank God for the fever, thank God for the fever. Fever, now you got the 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 f